Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Pronostic. Pronostic has released Chaotic Upheaval, their second full length. This is one you definitely want to check out. And here is my interview with Pronostic. Robert, do you hear? Hello, my friend. I can hear you fine. Sick. I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Oh, well, it's my pleasure, man. Uh, it's the first time I'm doing those kind of thing, and I'm pretty uh, pretty new with the with technology. <laughs> it's okay. I was running late myself. It's been a chaotic morning. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, how did the recording process go for chaotic upheaval? It was chaotic, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, where do I start? I know Charles had to record the album like four times. It was uh like um for like it was like Charles at one point. It just he was halfway done and he got his computer stole that had the album in it. Oh my. And the safe, like uh the um other um other thing is started, the uh, the SSD or whatever, mm -hmm. the external one. All the files were corrupt. Wow. We had to do it again. We, we took a, like a break. We didn't know if we were like doing it, and I was doing some like other thing and other recording and stuff. And uh, during the pandemic, Charles asked, "Like, are we still doing this?" And I said, "Yes." And me, I recorded my bass during the pandemic, which was also chaotic. <laughs> sure. Because I realized uh, on the late that uh, the, the bass, the fretless bass I usually use had a really bad ground buzz. And uh, I was not as like savvy on uh, recording and stuff. So, and this is stuff that people don't teach you you're like learning on the rough <laughs> sure so i had to take one of my old fretless uh that i had and we did the recording that went pretty smoothly afterwards like it took a few like a few weekends and uh, we were done but the guitar charles have to did like everything uh by himself because alex was uh, really really occupied and we, mm. they were like figuring out how, like his part were of his song that he composed, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was really something to uh, make this a reality. <laughs> and one of my favorite tracks on the album is "Abstract Entity." I wanted to know if you could speak on that one. Abstract Entity. It's the it's the last one, right? Yes. That, that, and that's an old song, like, because the album, like, most of the song, the album been composed uh, since 2016. Like, a lot of it is old stuff. But, yeah, on that song with Francesco, uh, Charles just, like, go Demon, go full Demon Borgir on it. Um, and, uh, I remember my bass solo was like, I was not sure 
was not like definite where all the solo were and if I was having a solo there where was somebody having a solo. So I did not compose a solo for that one. And I was like, oh, so I sat like for 15 minutes and figure out the solo, mm -hmm. uh, which I, uh, it's one of the solo I really liked on the album. It's like really, uh, really improvised, really like just on the moment, really pentatonic, a lot of pentatonics, which uh, I always really love. I also wanted to ask about Bear and, and Wretched. That's another one of my favorite tracks. It's a really good one. Uh, it, it's it's a song that like Alex Alex composed, actually. What really surprised me is uh, Alex came came up with the bass line. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I think our old drummer, Nick, uh, like he was selling a bass and uh, Alex bought it and he, he just fooled around and composed that. And I'm like, wow, this is so good. And I, and I just picked it up as, as is because... Well, you never uh, never pass on a good idea, right? Sure. And uh, I also wanted to ask you, as far as uh, putting down tracks, what was the hardest track to lay down in the studio? Oh, that's, that's a good question. The hardest. The one I had the most difficulty on. Uh, a lot of them were really challenging uh, to get like everything really, really good. And sounded not too unnatural. Um, hmm. I would say the the first song on the album was one of the difficult one, mm -hmm. and uh, hmm. It's funny because I still have the order that we put before and not the order of the album. Uh, I think is, uh, I'm just gonna check. I think it's uh, something, uh, just for me it's like Charles 10, but it's nice. Right. Uh, it was like uh, one of the last ones. I, I, it's, a, uh, it's the song before the last song. I think it was like really, really challenging, mm -hmm. especially because there was like a, a huge part, a huge like bass tapping part that we were like trying to figure out like a good way to make it sound like not too, uh, like not too campy and really try it because like Charles just says like, oh, uh, like we need like kind of like a neo neo type of bass line. And, uh, yeah, tried like to reverse engineer some like baseline from that band, and coming up with that, and I was pretty pretty proud. But yeah, that was that was one of like the most technical. There's always like riffs that are a little bit harder, especially like, for slap, or there's like kind of a weird uh, weird phrasing to it. Mm hmm. And I also want to ask you, uh, how did the name come about? Pronostic, yeah, uh, because it's really like before the guy had like an um, an old band called Warfare. 
they had since the, like they were, they were in high school. I was not there at the time. I did not know them. And when they, uh, it's when they started to one day to do music more seriously, they, they changed the name of warfare to pronostic. It was just like something that is catchy. They didn't mm-hmm. put a lot of like thinking to it. It was just like, it's one word. It's good. And I also wanted to ask, uh, what can fans look for next? It, will there be a tour? Uh, right now, no. There's no tour planning out. Actually, we have to uh, get uh, get a new drummer. Like we we have like to get new member right now, and we're planning to do some shows. We have shows offer, and um, so it's gonna be. Like we're planning maybe uh, after Charles build his house, kind of we have like this going on. And after that, we, we were looking to, uh, to do some tours. That's for sure. That's for sure. I want to tour again. I want to ask if you could speak on your musical development. At what age did you begin your musical journey? Uh, ooh. It's been a while. Um, when I was really young, uh, my father really like introduced me to music. So I was listening a lot of music when I was a kid. And I think I was maybe 12 or 13 years old. A lot of my friends had, uh, like has instrument and I wanted to play them, but it was really hard for me because I'm a lefty. Mm-hmm. So my mom bought me a guitar and uh, I started to lesson and I was just like playing my guitar all the time. Uh, like I was learning a few songs here and there, but I was mostly fooling around with the guitar and having fun. And until one of my friends that was like starting to get into metal and stuff like that had a project and he, ne- he needed the bassist. And so I asked my dad to buy me a bass and I knew my dad was a bassist like in the time. So I wanted to do a little bit like him. Mm. And I started in, uh, in that project and I, and I always play music ever since. Uh, I went to like to a lot, a lot of uh, different things, different teacher. I went a little bit in uh, school and jazz uh, at one point. And uh, I took a lot of private theory lessons and just engulfed myself into all type of weird stuff all the time. Like for me, like my biggest, the thing that really helped me to figure out music was when I've learned the concept of kanakol. And uh to get into more like international music stuff uh, mm-hmm. that because they don't have the same system and sometimes other systems it makes really easier to understand and uh i watched this master class with uh jason halborn and another swedish guitarist that i don't remember his name but it, it, it was really kind of like using that uh kind of like metric solfege to really help you understand complex uh, rhythm or like when you do atypical uh, time signature. 
and just always singing the rhythm in a tightly manner helps develop your uh, inner inner clock kind of like your your time feel sure movie and learn some a lot of uh, and two when i've started to play a little bit more like pop stuff on bass too that was something that that taught me a lot uh, a lot i also wanted to ask you along your musical journey what do you feel has been the best advice that has been given to you best advice oh the best advice i got is when i did my first recording it was with clitoris uh it was play loud that was that was like the best like the thing that really 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 helped me develop it was playing loud because if I you want, don't, yeah yeah go ahead um as far as uh playing loud was that uh basically uh, uh to get work on your cleanliness as far as playing yes and it it just it makes the um, it makes it sound better you have to see bass as kind of a string instrument but you have to treat it a little bit more like a percussion and uh it, there's like kind of a clang that goes with the strings when you you pull it really strongly mm -hmm. and you have to use the clang in your tone and makes it better and when you play really loud like really strongly on your on your strings it just have a better sound it just sounds better and overall by doing that you sound more tight it sounds more even i also wanted to ask you were there any tracks that didn't make the album yes there were one there were one track that we replaced with a newer one and finally i don't know what we're going to do with that track but yeah, there were one that uh, we decided late late in the in the project that uh, we're gonna dump it and put another one. And Xavier, when you're not uh, working with music, do you have any hobbies beyond music that you enjoy? Yes, I enjoy cooking a lot, actually. And what would you say is your favorite dish to make? Hmm. I'm always looking forward for like new experience and new stuff. But right now, what, like one of the things I never get tired of is uh, like braised chicken. I really love that. Or braised pork. Braised mm -hmm. food is, uh, is really something that I, I never get tired. And uh, what would you say is the best way to get a physical copy of the album or a merchandising from the band? Uh, the physical copy of the album, we're not doing physical right now uh, because uh, like we still have so many uh, physical copy of the other and we spent so much money on like the, the video clip and stuff like that. So we're mm. waiting a bit uh, to see where demand's at. 
to uh, where we're thinking maybe like something like a digipack, something like that, more limited. Uh, but uh, I would say like Bandcamp. Bandcamp is pretty good with that for all the merchandise and the other albums. I want to talk to you as well about the album artwork. How did yes. the concept come to you? Uh, we were talking to our friend Phil Ivanovic, who did a lot of albums that we, uh, we love. And um, I remembered that we were talking about colors and we established we wanted red, but and red is pretty risky. And so we were really, I was like going through so many like shade of red and getting the perfect kind of red that illustrates uh, like not too aggressive, like a, a good red. Mm -hmm. And uh, two, I was uh, watching a lot, like I was thinking a lot about uh, kind of like ink in water stuff, stuff like that, in particles. And we shoot those idea and just like go nuts. Um, it's like have fun. Like, and we talked a little bit about like uh, some influence, like we wanted something like more Geiger. So uh, I think Phil made an amazing job. It's really, yeah. really incredible work he did. It took a long time because it was really complicated. But I'm very, very happy and proud of the, uh, the end product. Yes, it's very immersive. Yeah, you can look at... This is kind of what I wanted. Something you can look and like make you think about things. Uh, usually I love like the more traditional painting stuff, but it costs so much, so much money. <laughs> and lastly, I wanted to ask you, if you could give a message to your fans, what would that message be? Ah, that's, that, that, that's good. It's not something I think about a lot. It's more like have fun, enjoy, enjoy what you enjoy. And uh, like, keep on rocking. Never stop practicing. <laughs> this is what I would say. Well, I think that's that's great in every aspect of life. Um, uh, yeah. when, when you quit working on something, that's when you stop growing. Yeah. Yeah, you always have to work on some stuff. We're just looking forward. And like something uh, I think it's really important is like giving up the fear of failing i think failing i think is something that is liberating actually it's something that you learn and you can get better and it's just like the part of the journey it's like sure. when, when you you do a lot of dishes you will mess it, them up like it's part of the journey it's it's part of the cooking experience you have to mess up to learn from your mistakes and i think in music it's applied very well there's stuff that does not go as well and you rethink or you make an album. There's stuff you said, oh, I want it better or I should have done differently. And it just like fueled you to make another album, make other music and make other things. 
Absolutely. And I think uh, a lot of that um, also contributes to the live experience. Yeah, I like to see music is intertwined with that. Because uh, as a musician, music is literally so ingrained in our life. Live shows, like shows are like social gathering events. Sure. It, it, it's kind of weird when you think of like, well, if there was no music in my life, what my life looks like. And uh, yeah, I can say, see, kind of look pretty barren. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I wanted to thank you, my friend, for taking time to speak with me. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, it's always fun, man. And I wanted to congratulate you again on an amazing album. I love it from top to bottom, and it really shows uh, good direction and good feel for the band. And I see great things lying ahead. Well, I really appreciate it. It's always fun to see other perspectives because we've been in this for way too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, I definitely look forward for your journey to continue because I believe you're on a great path, my friend. Yeah, we'll definitely make new music. That is for sure. This is uh, in not too long. We'll we'll be uh, we'll be uh, checking for new stuff not taking as as long and getting better at the process too so hopefully we uh we keep the ball rolling well i wanted to thank you again and i wish you a great rest of your day my friend you too man have a good one all right cheers cheers man i'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast you can sponsor the podcast just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.